What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. We're previewing the 2018 World Cup, which gets underway this week with Neil Humphreys, award-winning author and new paper columnist, and Ash Hashim, the football eater, Singaporean sports journalist and FIFA players agent. Before we spoke about the main contenders, now we're looking at the underdogs. And Ash, when we look at underdogs, we often think about the Asian teams. Definitely. I'm very excited to see how our Asian teams obviously perform at this World Cup. Japan, Iran as usual. But recently, actually, Australia topped the list. I'm not sure if you saw AFC's like uh, st- list- listings of the best Asian teams. Mm. So Australia first, and I think they're 33, and followed by uh, Iran at 36. Um, and I think it's interesting because Australia recently uh, changed the coach, right? Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. But I think he's more of a... He's just taking over for the interim That's for right. this month. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to go into how, how many problems there are in Australian football from the grassroots mm. level. But I think um, Australia just want to try and get um, the opportunity to maybe, you know, get away with a point or so. I don't think they're expecting much from this tournament. Oh, I think you're yeah. being a bit uh, uh-huh. harsh there. I think four points is uh, something that they're, they're targeting. I know that it looks yeah. doesn't look great, their group with Denmark, Peru and France as the opening game. Yeah, that's tough, games. Yeah, tough, tough games. One, yeah. Tough games. Tough games. But uh, like we mentioned, uh, Bert Van Marwijk coming in and he's got them extremely fit. They've been in a training mm-hmm. camp in Turkey. They beat the Czech Republic yeah. yes. who haven't qualified yes. 4-0, which is not that big an achievement because Czech Republic are on vacation and Australia's been in <laughs> Camp, so let's let's put it into perspective. There we go. I knew it. Start seeing Matilda in a minute. So, Take it easy with the flag flying <laughs> over there. Gale. Exactly, exactly. So that Australia uh, probably won't get out of the group, but uh, they they're not hold, a bad side. They're not a bad, not a bad yeah. side, not a great I mean, side, not not like the Tim Cahills and the yeah. Harry Kills. In, in fairness, in fairness, I think Van Marwijk has done a better job. He's only been there a while than I anticipated yeah. because I thought he might be another. To put into Singapore context, another Bernard Stang there or another Yang, yeah. Yang Paulson, <laughs> you know, a bit of a seat warmer. Yeah. But he's actually done quite a good job. I mean, I was quite surprised when our uh, Postikoglu uh, left the yes. way he yep. did. I thought he might have hung on for the tournament because I was a big fan of his coaching style. Look, Australia's not bad in certain areas. I think their goalkeeping's pretty solid. I think mm. Matt Ryan is a decent goalkeeper. Yeah, from Brighton in the Premier League. That's right. Uh, yep, in midfield, wow. I'm a big fan of the Boltuck fella. Aaron uh, Moy from Huddersfield uh, Town. He's yes. a good player. And of course, the man with the beard. Milat Yedinak. We talked about leaders before. Mm. Ned Kelly in midfield there. <laughs> Milat Yedinak. He's the boy. He's the boy. When he plays yeah. well... He'll hold it together. Then you've got the 174-year-old Tim Cahill. So <laughs> as long as you've got Tim yeah, Cahill fourth po- world yeah, exactly. leaping like a geriatric salmon he's like he still th- can. <laughs> he's 39 in December and yeah. I can't believe it. I've got mixed feelings about um, Timmy Cahill yeah. going because I like him. I've interviewed him many times. He's a nice guy. But really, you, he can't play 90 minutes in a World Cup. He can come on for five minutes and leap like a kangaroo, but that's about but that's it. good enough, though, because that unfortunately, be there's not a great deal of firepower in that mm, side. Yeah. True. And if you throw, as you say, the cliched set piece into the box... 10, 15 minutes before the end, he's got a phenomenal leap mm. still. He, the amount of, I don't know the exact figures, yeah. but the, the goals that guy scored with his head. Oh, he's a record scorer. I think he's got four, 50 international goals That's for right. Australia and as you mentioned, a lot with the head. But a club career as well. Yeah. So many headed goals. Everton in the Premier League. He has a phenomenal leap. He jumps well. Yeah. So look, I, I personally would take him simply mm. because the firepower's not there and you bring him on as a substitute. And the experience as well. Exactly. Yeah. But let's look at the other Asian mm. teams and Iran really has been the best team in Asia for the yep. last uh, few years. You know, Carlos Kairos has done a fantastic Fantastic job, the former Manchester United yep. assistant. Iran are a top side. They, I don't yeah. think they lost a match until the last game in, in qualifying. Uh, they did so well. Uh, also Japan, South Korea, Saudi Arabia. Yep. So look at the other Asian teams because we all love uh, Japanese football yep. In, yep. in Singapore, don't we? 
So it's interesting because Halil Hozit, the, the former Japanese coach, he wasn't a very big fan of Kagawa and Yoshida. I don't think he played them very well. Mm. He, didn't, he didn't really like them. I think, I'm not sure, maybe there must have been an internal issue. But now the new coach, new J- Japanese coach, has completely changed the game. He called them back up again. And Kagawa, obviously a massive player, big name. Mm. I was actually in Dortmund like two months ago. I was just telling uh, Neil and he's so respected there by the German fans. They love mm. him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's got that experience that he's bringing uh, to Japan. I think they really need, they need that. Sakai as well, really good player mm. for them plays in the Bundesliga yes. for Hamburg yep. um, a lot of mixed players coming up as well I think Jap- Japan likes that but I'm excited to see Japan because um, I feel authentically they're really very Asian in the sense that a lot of players I mean a lot of teams in this region it's can the best look up league. to them. it's the best league in Asia it by far for sure yeah mm. and they've got that quality and that side and the fans of course exciting stuff you know in Iran of course they have players who are Ali, um, Ali Reza and mm. Karim top strikers mm. um, players in the Greek league and yep. the Dutch league and these guys have quality but uh, I believe uh, Queries uh, is a bit concerned because with Iran their European based players are, are professionally you know they are used to certain ways of training but mm. now they are in the national team and they are playing with the Iranian based players. So mm. he did mention he's having a bit of difficulty trying to, you know, merge the team. He only he had to put them in a forty day training camp to kind of get wow. them used. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference in that. And central defense and remains quality. a bit of a problem for exactly, Iran as well, yeah. which was the key to their success in yep. inverted commas at the last yep. World mm. Cup. It wasn't the most scintillating team to watch, but they defended very well under Quiros. But it was a pretty bad World Cup for Asia. Let's face it, 2014. They've got something mm. to prove, yep. uh, Neil. And look, Not South sure. Korea with uh, Son Hyung Min mm. and uh, some other stars. They've got mm. a few veterans that have come back um you know, of course, Sheila K is not the, the coach anymore. They've, they've, they've gone back for a local option once again with, with South Korea. So looking at them, uh, can they do something? I don't really think so. I mean, you're relying on a one-man show there, you know, a son from Tottenham. I mean, they've got the <laughs> veterans like Park Joo-ho in central midfield, players like that. They've got the young boy coming through, uh, through uh, Huang Hee-chan, but it's it's, they didn't do spectacularly well in qualifying, a bit like Japan. Yes. They just didn't set the... Iran was much more effective. Australia was OK towards the end. But neither Japan and South Korea... I just don't see them repeating this, the successes of, say, 2002 yeah. mm. uh, at this particular World Cup. They just don't have... I think they're going to be so reliant upon uh, Sun up front. Yeah. And he hasn't played... He's played well for Tottenham, yes. but he hasn't played every week, no. you know, mm. because he's, he's had competition he should be from, fresh. He should be fresh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's had a lot of competition from Harry Kane, Ericsson, and, yes. and, and Deli Alli and yeah. so on. So, I mean, I, if you're talking about sort of solid uh, solitude and, and hard to beat I would probably say Iran would mm. be the toughest team to beat there if you're talking about attack minded players I would go with Japan but yep. my fear with Japan is they're veterans now they're getting old you know yep, Kagawa yep. Honda we're talking about the same players mm. uh, Okazaki and so on South Korea looks to be arguably the weaker of, of those four sides mm-hmm. we talked mm-hmm. about um, and, and Aussies you never know you never the Socceroos you, you just never know. never know and what do you think Ash do you think one of the Asians will get out of the group I hope so. I really do mm. want to see us. Um, I, I, but the problem with Iran, for example, is they're in a very difficult team, a yeah. very difficult group. Very you know, they difficult. have Spain and Portugal. And we yeah. had an Iranian guy that we interviewed for one of my other shows. Mm. And he did say that he was going for all three games and they're expecting and they're hoping to at least get a draw against Portugal. Yes. You know, I, I think that's their, their goal for now. It's, got, it's not going to be easy because obviously Portugal defending Reigning European champions. European champions. Yeah. Spain have won World Cups and it's European gonna be, Championships. It's going to be tough. Uh, mm. So I don't think Iran have much of a, of no. a, of a chance. You look yeah. at the groups and yeah. you would argue Japan and Australia 
Australia yeah. had the realistic chance of getting the second spot. Group H is probably the most open group anyway because it's Poland, Senegal, yeah. Colombia and Japan. Yeah. So there's a case I think to be Japan made can get through. Three out yep. of those four mm. teams, or arguably even all four, could potentially go through. Yeah. So that is the most open group. So mm. Japan has a chance there. The Aussies, okay, if you argue that French win Group C, then it's a shootout between Peru and Denmark. So arguably it's between the Socceroos and Denmark, mm. barring a big upset mm. from Peru. So for me, Socceroos and Japan have the likeliest chance of getting out of the group. I think. Okay, let's look at other potential dark horses from other parts uh, of the world, you know, Africa or South America, Central America, Costa Rica, for example. Anyone you can see causing a few upsets? Costa Rica, no. I like them at the previous World Cup more. Uh, similar situation, <laughs> mm. more veterans now. They're, they're getting older. And if you watch them in midweek, as I did, against the second string uh, England eleven, mm. they were pretty poor in that game. I'm a fan of Colombia because I have a soft spot for them. I saw them a couple of times in Brazil. They were my favourite team to watch. I was one of the unlucky ones. The World Cup always seemed to be happening somewhere else. You know, there was that great hit Timmy Cahill goal and it was yeah. the Netherlands and it was yeah. all happening. I was always watching the nil-nil uh, right. between Costa Rica and England. It was always happening somewhere else. And the best game I saw was that Colombia game. They won 2-1 I'm going to say. I think it was against Uruguay when he scored that fantastic goal. Yep. Or was it 2-0? The goal of the tournament mm. when James Rodriguez took the ball on his yep. chest, volleyed it into the top corner and I'm, he was supposed to be a superstar by now yes that was the tournament that, that was his coming him. of age wasn't that's it? right mm. he's like him and Neymar kind of came through at the same time correct he's slightly younger than Neymar but it didn't quite work out for him you know the Real Madrid move didn't work it was out distracting yeah but at Bayern Munich he's had a bit of a resurrection yeah they're that was playing, a good move for him wasn't they're it very good move they play him yep. every game mm. he was a key to their Bundesliga success yep. so just because I like to watch the aesthetic players we, these are the players we want the players mm. who beat players yeah. dribble exciting players nobody wants to see Otamende you know kick someone into Rosette <laughs> or Sergio Ramos break someone's yeah, collarbone yeah. we want to see the gifted players. didn't even talk players. about Spain, No. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to see James have a good yeah, tournament for yeah. Colombia. Okay, so your best uh, outsider would be... I, I have a feeling Colombia as well because I, you know how South American teams and in Europe, the, I think Brazil, um, the last they had the best chance of, of winning in Europe but they didn't obviously in, in Germany, did they? Mm. So, mm. so now I think Colombia might stand a chance. We never know, you know, because football is open and, and I like James Rodriguez but I think Falcao is ageing. Um, he's one of those players... That, um, so we, we might have to look at the youth side, um, the, the youth lineup for Colombia. But we had a, also a Colombian fan that came on our show and she says that they, Colombia has this racha-cha thing that they always do when they when they score. So I'm looking forward to seeing If you're talking about, very briefly, if you're talking about fans, yeah. uh, for me, the best fans, and I say this completely objectively, are Argentina. Yeah. Uh, their song about Brazil, which I'm not going to sing because it's, it's <laughs> no, just the it's best rude. song ever. Uh, that, is the, that was the song of the tournament in the last World Cup. Argentina, uh, the Socceroos are good fun. Yeah. Uh, their supporters are terrific. Yeah. Um, the Aussie, 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 oi, 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 gets a bit repetitive, <laughs> but they've got some other songs. They're great fun. I hate to say it, but the English the are always yeah. they're always great fun to be around. Uh, and the South American nations. So for purely selfish reasons. The Africans I'd l- as well, the African yeah, fans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah. in terms of like singing and chanting, mm-hmm. I'd love to see the Colombians, the Socceroos, yeah. uh, the Argentines sure. go far because they bring so much colour to the tournament. That's what the World Cup is about. And yeah. That's why we love. And, and if you've got Cup. Brazil there, it is a law in TV programming that they have to go to as many attractive Brazilian women as they can in Actually, one game. It's the law in it's every law. game. <laughs> it's a law. They, have to find, they might not even be playing, but they have to find a sexy Brazilian woman in the crowd. It's a law. All right, we'll have more from Asha Shim and Neil Humphreys in a minute as we look at the superstars, potential superstars of the 2018 World Cup here on Weekend Mornings.